0: Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome to the Press Box, a radio show. When you turn us on, you're gonna be in the know. Cause we're working all the time. sorry. Checking every storyline. We got it! How do you do? Now
1: we're in the Press Box. Everything will be shoot it big fella he does and he nailed it oh mercy party time in t-town well it's chris and a ham jd on the coast and mike is working the beat in the whole damn state because we working all the time checking every storyline. oh do it baby now
2: we're in the press box everything will be Stacked right side pitch to Carnell, who will throw a wide open Anthony makes a touchdown. Tiger. Here we go. On and on and on and on
0: and on and on and on. And because we're working all the time. That's what we do. The chicken, every story.
2: It is the Press Box for hour number two. Mike Grace, Brad Law, and you on great radio stations around the state of Alabama and beyond. Listening online, pressboxradio.com. So great to have you there. Stand by Mike Rodak, Alabama Beat Writer for AL.com, coming up later this hour. Josh Neighbors, host of the Locked On Big 12 podcast, will join us as well later in this hour. And we start with Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart, columnist for TMGCollegeSports.com. That's part of the SI.com network. And uh, Tony, read your piece last night, just fantastic stuff. Um, We've asked the question, who saw this coming, uh, this USC-UCLA thing to the Big Ten? Well, they may not have envisioned this specific change, but one of the ADs you spoke with at last month's sec spring meetings Uh, you asked him about the future of college football can you share with us his response to that
0: question well we were having an informal conversation and uh, the question came up what's what's the world going to look like in a uh, in a post nil uh, transfer portal world what's it going to look like and he said probably we're going to have to have some kind of crisis something's going to happen to make us address these issues because they you know, they haven't been able to address NIL and put some guardrails and all that. So we're going to have to have some kind of crisis, some kind of seismic shift to make everybody focus on it. And then, boom. <laughs> uh, and here we are.
1: Tony, this is, um, uh, I mean, like last year when we were discussing Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. It is a big shift. It's taking down some of the geographical, well, further demolishing some of the, the geographical uh, limitations or, or uh, boundaries set by college football. I thought it was interesting. Your article talks about uh, uh, Notre Dame or references Notre Dame being in the Catbird seat, and I think it's I, I think it's really intriguing what happens with Notre Dame going forward. I can envision a scenario where the Big Ten and the SEC almost force Notre Dame's hand to where they are uh, they not manipulated but uh, to where they can be pressured into joining one of those two because otherwise they're they're out they're, they're excluded oh. I, I think it's interesting to, to hear the counter of that and why Notre Dame is still in a powerful position right now as it sits
0: well they understand Notre Dame when you're talking about Whether or not to join a conference, Notre Dame cares about three things. There are three things that are driving this conversation. One is how much money are you going to make, all right? Uh, The the television deal with NBC is okay, not great. So how much money are you going to make? Uh, Number two, what is going to be your access to the college football playoff? That is very significant. When they joined the ACC for the COVID year, guess what? They got into the playoffs, so if, if we stay at a fourteen playoff, Notre Dame wants to know: Will we have as much access if we're not in a conference? And uh, and finally, the the other thing is that they've got to have a home for if they want to stay an independent. They've got to find a home for their their non football sports. Right now, they do in the ACC. It's worked well. Would they? Would that be the the way going forward? So that so Notre Dame doesn't have to do anything now, whereas other schools. Like USC and UCLA, they had to do something now. They were looking at television contracts that were not going to pale in comparison to the SEC and the Big Ten. So the Notre, Notre Dame can't afford to wait, will they? It's The ball's in their court. It's their move.
2: I was interested, Tony, you mentioned the TV deal. I, I thought I saw somewhere that the exclusive deal Notre Dame has with NBC paid them sometime, somewhere around $15 million. A year, if that's yeah, accurate, that's, that's nowhere close to what the Big Ten and SEC are projecting here in the next couple of years.
0: They, the, the Big Ten, let's put it this way, UCLA and USC are joining the Big Ten in the anticipation that someday it'll, it'll take a few years before they get a full share of the revenue. But at some point, that number is believed to top $100 million a year. Uh, that's more. <laughs> that's a lot more. And so the same, same thing is true. Notre, Notre Dame is generating revenue. NBC is one. They get something for being in the ACC. They got a full share of uh, the college football playoff revenues when they went, when they were a member of the ACC. So they've generated a money, enough money. But the question is, would the Big Ten be able to put a number on the table and offer they simply could not refuse?
1: What what do USC and UCLA gain besides the money? And that could just be a naive silly question, Tony, and I'm I'm open to that. Like nothing else besides the money. We're not I mean we're a couple of decades removed from USC being the juggernaut in in college football. So besides the money, what do those two schools gain from annual matchups in all sports against Iowa, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State as opposed to Cal, Stanford, Oregon? washington
0: the big 12 the pac 12 guys is is hurting and they're hurting even more with these two schools now leaving this this gives the usc and ucla automatic credibility as a as a conference that's going to be in the discussion with the playoffs every year uh aside from the money aside from all the viewers the viewership will be huge it's just that the, the pac 12 has been limping along here for a few years because you know USC okay, UCLA really below average. Uh, you know Oregon, Utah okay, but and, and so they, they get a lot more star power out of it, and, and and they can bring the number two television market in the country. So it's a win win for both uh, the Pac twelve and the Big Ten.
2: I look at this and I think about uh, the last 10 years or so close to it of the college football playoff. Uh, the, the Rose Bowl has been the grumpy old man in the room. And I can say that because I'm, I'm, I'm a grumpy old man here. How, how must the Rose Bowl feel right now losing their two premier c- programs there in USC and UCLA? Um, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, can they keep their place in the college
0: football playoff scheme? Uh, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult because what 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 do they what do they have? I mean, what are they what what can they offer other than a five o'clock Eastern Time time slot on New Year's Day? Well, see, that's going to ch- all that's going to change if we end up having a twelve team playoff. We if we have a twelve team playoff, guys, we're going to play quarterfinals on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that that's the thing. That would the Rose Bowl be willing to be a permanent quarterfinal? Maybe mm-hmm. we'll see. But yeah, it, it's. Uh, the, the Rose Bowl lost a lot of leverage when one of their premier teams decided to join the Big Ten. And we'll, we'll see how it passes. But, but, again, a lot of people have been jumping through hoops to satisfy the Rose Bowl. I think this signals – friends – you guys are wear the white suits in Pasadena. <laughs> Them days is over. Over. <laughs>
1: Tony Barnhart is with us, Mr. CFB on uh, Twitter, Mr. College Football. Tony, we, we appreciate you spending some time with us and and talking about some of these changes in, in college football. It, it's you know it wasn't over a year ago when Texas and Oklahoma uh, uh, announced that they would join the SEC. Now it took a nearly a full year for the next big news to break. In your opinion, is is this it for a while? Are there going to be aftershocks sooner or later? You got you get the feeling there will be more movement. There will be aftershocks.
0: The question is just when will it be sooner or later? Yeah, it's a, que- a question when and who who makes the first move? All right, it, it's like the dominoes don't start falling until somebody knocks one down. So who's going to be the next move? We, we've got reports today uh, that the Pac-12 and the ACC are talking about some sort of loose partnership uh you know and doing all that so let's put it this way there's got to be some more movement the question is who starts it obviously if notre dame comes out today or tomorrow and says we're not joining a conference or we are joining a conference whatever that a lot of people the big Ten's not going to do anything until it hears from notre dame good or bad okay we, we i think we pretty much know that and the question now is the big question that i have how are our friends at the ACC feeling about life this morning? Yeah, uh, You know, how, how is Clemson Dabo, Clemson's Dabo Sweeney? He, he's looking at Alabama's war chest and Georgia's war chest growing to $100 million a year, and he's sitting there with 40 in the ACC. How's he feeling about that right now?
2: I, I'm curious. Uh, we're told that it was USC and UCLA that reached out to the Big Ten. Yeah, What are the odds that Clemson— Florida State, Miami. Some of these ACC teams are reaching out to Greg Sankey.
0: Well, I, I, I just got to believe that uh, Davo Sweeney is talking to his athletic director and his president, saying, "Guys, I'm telling, I'm telling you, we can't, we can't sit pat. We got to do something." Now that all gets all it, it all gets. It's really complicated, <laughs> and Clemson getting out of the ACC should they want to do that is really complicated and really expensive. And so that, that's right. You got to keep your eye on that.
2: Does it help that the ACC's deal is with ESPN? Now, we know it runs through like, what, 35, 36. But right. it is with ESPN, as is the new soon to be SEC deal. Right. That help yeah, at they, all? They,
0: they got a television partner they can work with. But again, you know, ES, ESPN is a business. They got a long term contract with the ACC. Their costs right now are locked in. It is is. ESPN, out of the goodness of their heart, oh, let's just oh, reopen the negotiations, <laughs> just because we're a good guy. You know?
1: I, I'm not as much. I, I'm not enough of a legal expert to know though. But if the conference changes its its alignment, if if the conference members, if members are added to the conference, then the deal that's in place is is with an entity that no longer exists in the same form right. in, in which it was entered into, which right. makes a little bit of sense that. You could then go shift some things around. If the SEC
0: starts falling apart, then yes, that yeah. that changes the complexion of this completely.
1: All right, uh, we are two weeks away from SEC Media Days. Two weeks from today, we'll, we'll be just right in in the thick of it. What in the world is the number one or the number two storyline? Do you think in in the SEC? But behind or, or beyond expansion or, or realignment or further moves, what's everybody going to be talking about in two weeks in
0: Atlanta? Can anybody beat Alabama or Georgia? Who's going to finish second in the SEC East and the SEC West? Because I don't have any idea. I have no clue because all the teams that are holding all the teams below Alabama and and Georgia are pretty much the same. Uh, and who, who is going to step up?
2: Could it be? Could it be Jimbo what? and Texas A and M in, in the West? We know we know Jimbo finally got over the hump and 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 beat Nick Saban head to head last year. Uh, but still, was nowhere close to a playoff spot because of the overall right. record. Um, I mean, with all that's going on in in College Station, there's some pressure on
0: Jimbo, is there not? There is, there is. I mean, there, when you talk about Texas A&M season, it's always they beat Alabama, but they beat Alabama, but they finished four and four in the league. Yeah, okay, yeah. four and four. Are you kidding me? So yeah, that th- this is a big year for. Uh, Big year for Jimbo Fisher. They need to show some improvement. They, they need better quarterback play. A uh, lot, lot going on there.
1: Uh, expectations for Brian Kelly in year one at LSU. Expectations for Brian Kelly year four five at LSU. You
0: know, I've had disagreements with friends. I think this is a great hire. I mean, I really do. I mean, this guy's this guy's won every place he's ever been. He's won more games than any coach in the history of the University of Notre Dame. I, that sounds pretty good to me. I'm not real smart, but I think that's a pretty good deal. And he and, he, and he's won and he's got him. He got him to the playoffs. He rebuilt the program at Notre Dame when they hit rock bottom with a four and eight season. The guy can flat coach. And guys, y'all y'all know this. The issue at LSU has never been about players. Yeah. They've got players. They've always had players, and they've got players now. It's a question of how well that team is going to get coached. So I, I don't see them beating Alabama. I don't see them winning the West. But I do see them being very competitive. And in the long term, I see them being pretty doggone good.
2: We have talked to sources down there, and I'm sure you have too, Tony, who say that, again, the, the difference between the Orgeron regime and what Brian Kelly's brought to town is night and day, that it, this is a business yeah. CEO type of of, of of organization that's being run down there by Brian Kelly now.
0: No, no, no question. You Just look, just look at the guy's track record. And, uh, and look, he... He had an opportunity to leave Notre Dame because of the resources he had at his disposal, uh, the ability to get guys in school, on and on. He, he had just reached a point in his career where, hey, I've got I've to take this and see what one of these big guy jobs really feels like. What is it like to have all of those resources at your disposal? Uh, and so, again, yeah, I think, I think they're going to be good, but they're going to be good sooner rather than later.
1: I want to ask you the same question before we let you go, Tony. And again, we're 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 grateful you've been very generous with your time, and and this is really good stuff. Same question, Billy Napier at Florida. At okay. Your expectations year one and then year four or five in that program.
0: Okay, year one really good, four or five. Okay, uh, the the roster. I mean, the roster needs some major upheaval. Can can Billy Napier turn Anthony Richardson into a bona fide big time quarterback? I'm I'm thinking KJ Jefferson. Anthony Roberts, he needs to be like K.J. Jefferson. Can can they do that? Do they have enough depth? I don't think they do, but I think they're going to be fine. Although I did, I did read some stuff where the fans are, some fans are complaining because they're not ranked high enough in the recruiting rankings. He just got there a day and a half ago, okay? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? That's, a, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, yeah, let's listen, they're – I don't think they're going to finish second in the SEC East this year, but they're going to to – listen, guys, the three of us can recruit at the University of Florida, okay? It doesn't take a special skill set to recruit at the University of Florida. Everything is there that you need, and this guy's going to be successful.
1: It's so odd to think that fans would want quick results. Like you know, they're typically fans are rational and level-headed, though Tony. That's, That's true.
0: true. That, that is true. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know why they didn't. They didn't. They didn't do that. Yeah. So I'm I'm I'm
2: am believing that you may get to cover an SEC Media Days and still sleep in your own bed here in a couple
0: of weeks. Is that home that, game? Yeah, home yeah. game, guys. <laughs> love love having a home game. We did it a couple of years ago, and it, it, it's really sort of an added flair when you have it at the College Football Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, it's a different kind of atmosphere. It Feels more like a NFL draft kind yeah. of atmosphere when you do it. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward, to, and yeah, I'm looking forward to in my own bed that
2: week we'll have representatives of the press box there on uh, press row radio row as they say and we're told that it's going to be closer to the action when it was here a couple of years ago they kind of had us in a different building even Uh, but i think we're going to be a little closer to the action this year so that should make some fun for sec media days thank you so much for your time tony barnhart find him again online it's tmgcollegesports.com or just si.com or just search tony barnhart on google that's how i did it pulled up the uh, article it's great stuff thank you for your time hope to see you here in a couple of weeks
0: Okay, guys, we
2: good. You bet. That is Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football on Twitter at Mr. CFB. Absolutely the best. Still more to come on this Wednesday edition of the Press Box. We'll tell you more about it after this. Breakline is more than a brand of sunglasses. They're an Alabama-based company with a vision of providing high-quality Italian-made eyewear and superior service to an ever-growing community of positive people who enjoy life outside the box in the great outdoors. Breakline will never compromise their vision of delivering top-of-the-line products and reliable Customer support. Find your perfect fit today online at breaklineoptics.com and use the promo code PressBox for a 20% discount. Breakline Optics, where style meets function. Sports, a powerful force in our society. Through sports, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes impacts the young people of our nation. Our ministry offers them faith, integrity, and values in the face of an often confusing world. What we all have in common is our love for Jesus Christ and our desire to share our faith with others. Because as long as there are sports, there will be a fellowship of Christian athletes. To learn more, call 1-800-289-0909 or visit fca.org. Is there anybody more clued in than Mr. Collins football? Tony Barnhart, great insight from him. If you missed any of that episode, we'll have it for you later today on the Press Box radio.com uh, website and on the podcast, which you can find wherever you find your favorite podcast. Just search Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. Still to come, we'll talk some Alabama with uh, Mike Rodak of uh, the Alabama Beat Writer for AL.com. And up next, my friends, we're going to find out what's going on in, in the Big 12. Josh Neighbors, host of the Locked On Big 12 podcast, joins us. Uh, this should be interesting. I mean, the rumors r- r- running around what the Big 12 might do. Yeah, crazy stuff, it, man. Yeah.
1: Well, and and it's important. It yeah. it's pivotal for the survival of, of the league and, and moving forward and and
2: other leagues as well. Yeah, I mean yeah. Well, what happens in the Big 12 is going to certainly impact the the Pac-12 and maybe even the ACC. We'll find out when well. Josh Neighbors of the Locked On Big 12 podcast joins us next.